Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So today is basically a case update of a case that's currently happening, not the Idaho murders, but instead of being on the West Coast, we're moving over to the East Coast and more in my so neck of the woods because I actually grew up, if you didn't know, on the South Shore in Massachusetts. I grew up in Plymouth. Now I live in Charlotte. And we are kicking off today's episode in Cohasset, Massachusetts, as the search for Anna Walsh, a 39-year-old mother of three, has been ongoing since January 4th, 2023. So Anna was reported missing on January 4th by her employer in Washington, D.C. after her husband returned a call to them saying that he had not heard from her. Anna's husband, 46-year-old Brian Walsh, who was on the house arrest for a federal fraud case involving the sale of fake Andy Warhol paintings, weird, while his wife was disappeared, was arraigned Monday, January 9th on a charge that he misled investigators and was ordered to be held on $500,000 of cash bail. So we're going to share a timeline of the events that led up to Anna Walsh's disappearance. Prosecutors said in court Monday on January 9th that Brian Walsh told them that he last saw his wife between 4 and 6 a.m. on New Year's Day. He said that this was the time that she left the house to travel to Logan Airport, which is the airport in Boston, to catch a plane to Washington, D.C., where she works for a real estate firm. Brian Walsh said his wife left their home in Cohasset around 6 a.m., taking either an Uber or a Lyft to go to the airport where she was scheduled to fly out to Washington, D.C., According to court documents, Brian told police that he and his wife had dinner with a friend at their home on New Year's Eve. The friend stayed from about 8.30 p.m. until about 1 or 1.30 a.m. on New Year's Day. That night, Brian Walsh said his wife told him that she had a work emergency and had to fly back to D.C. in the morning. Then the two of them went to bed. That morning, Brian said his wife got ready, kissed him goodbye, and told him to go back to sleep before leaving the home in in a rideshare that she ordered. He told police that then he woke up around 7 a.m., made breakfast for the couple's three boys, ages 2, 4, and 6, and ran out to do some errands around 3 p.m. after a babysitter had arrived at the house to watch the boys. Brian said that he left again around 4 p.m. to see his mother, who lives in Swampscott, which is about 45 minutes to an hour north as it's on the other side of Boston. He said he got lost along the way, so the trip took him about 20 to 30 minutes longer than usual. I have no idea how you would get lost going to your mother's house. You would think that he's been there quite often, but beside the point. Within 15 minutes of arriving at his mother's condominium, he said he left to run out some errands for his mother at Whole Foods and CVS in Swampscott to get groceries and cleaning supplies, which kind of scary because that's actually the Whole Foods and CVS that I went to when I lived down the street in Salem. Brian said that he went back to his mother's house and returned home to Cohasset around 8 p.m. that night. However, police said that they were not able to find any surveillance footage of him from Whole Foods and his CVS visit. Brian said he purchased items there, but there were no receipts found that aligned to the story that he was giving police. Investigators said that they later determined that Anna Walsh did have a plane ticket, but for January 3rd, but she never used that ticket. Anna also never showed up at the airport, or her job, or the townhome that she and her husband owned in Washington, D.C., It was also determined that no Uber and no Lyft picked her up on January 1st from the town of Cohasset. During the investigation, police also said that Anna Walsh's cell phone pinged in the area of their home on Cushing Highway in Cohasset on both January 1st and January 2nd, which was after her husband said that she'd already left for Washington, D.C. On January 2nd, as part of the conditions of his home arrest, Brian Walsh reported that he took his son to get a chocolate shake at the Press Juice Bar in Norwell. 
However, surveillance footage on that day, sometime after 4 p.m., actually shows that Brian went to Home Depot in Rockland, which is a town or two over, where he purchased $450 in cleaning supplies, which included mops, buckets, tarps, Tyvex, drop cloths, and various kinds of tape. Brian was seen wearing a black surgical mask, blue surgical gloves, and made a cash purchase. The trip was apparently, allegedly, in violation of his probation conditions. Dates from Brian's cell phone also showed that he traveled to the areas of Brockton and Abington during the week beginning January 1st. No further details on those trips were released in court documents. Cohasset Police and Washington, D.C. Police said that they were first notified that Anna Walsh was missing on January 4th by her employees in Washington, D.C., who said that she had not shown up for work that day. Brian Walsh's lawyer told the court on Monday that her client is the one who actually called his wife's employer to tell them that he hadn't heard from her, which then led them to call the police. She said, quote, that was a result of Brian Walsh contacting her employer to say, I haven't heard from my wife. Cohasset police arrived at the home around 6.30 p.m. on January 4th, where they interviewed Brian Walsh multiple times. Around 2 p.m. on January 6, Cohasset police issued a press release seeking the public's assistance in locating Anna Walsh. A massive search, including canine officers, search and rescue teams, state police, and local police kicked off that morning and then continued throughout the day. While police searched for Anna Walsh on Friday, the 6th, there was a fire at a home in Cohasset that Anna and her husband owned up until last year. The home was sold in March, and state police and local investigators determined that the cause of the fire was accidental and the current occupants escaped safely. The search for Anna Walsh resumed on January 7th with a specialized state police unit trained in search and rescue operations, three canine teams, and the state police air wing search, and they searched the woods areas near the Halsh's home on Saturday. State police divers searched a small stream and a pool, but they didn't find anything. And the Metropolitan Law Enforcement Council also assisted with the search. Then, later in the day, state and Cohasset police said that their ground search for Anna Walsh had concluded. Investigators executed a search warrant at the Walsh home on Cushing Highway in Cohasset on January 8th, where they said that they found blood in the basement and a damaged knife, which also contained trace amounts of blood. Later that day, Mass State Police and Cohasset Police said that they took Brian Walsh into custody after concluding they had, quote, probable cause to believe that he had misled investigators into the search for his missing wife. Brian Walsh was arraigned on the morning of Monday, January 9th in Quincy District Court on a charge of intimidation of a witness for misleading police between January 5th and January 7th during the course of investigation into the disappearance of his wife, Anna Walsh. Prosecutors said various statements that Brian made up are what caused a delay in their investigation, which they said would have allowed him time to, quote, either clean up evidence or dispose of evidence. At the conclusion of the hearing, the judge ordered Brian Walsh to be held on a $500,000 cash bail. His lawyer, however, argued that Brian Walsh has been, quote, incredibly cooperative with the investigation, consenting to searches and giving interviews whenever asked. His lawyer also argued that the bail amount was pretty hefty, and she said that he's on a GPS bracelet under house arrest already, and he's not going anywhere. Later in the day, investigators removed dumpsters from outside of the Swampskid apartment complex where Brian Walsh's mother lives. Police actually taped off the area with crime scene tape and hauled the dumpsters away from the scene as possible evidence in the case. 
Investigators combed through trash at a Peabody, Massachusetts transfer station and recovered evidence that they believe will be linked to the disappearance of Anna Walsh. Law enforcement sources told CNN on Tuesday, January 10th, that materials found included a hacksaw, a torn up cloth material, and what appears to be bloodstains. The Norfolk County District Attorney's Office said that the collected evidence will be sent for testing referring to the search at the Peabody transfer station. Norfolk District Attorney Michael Morrissey said previously, quote, a number of items were collected in searches north of Boston on Monday the 9th and are being processed and tested. His statement referred to Anna Walsh's disappearance as, quote, suspicious. Law enforcement officials told CNN that investigators hope to collect blood samples from Anna Walsh's son so that they have a, quote, direct bloodline which will be a good sample to compare against the traces of blood found in the couple's basement. Those results could give investigators a result that makes an almost certain match to blood and a bloodied knife found in the basement and apparent blood stains found at the refusing processing plant. Brian Walsh's attorney declined to comment to CNN on Tuesday afternoon, and sources told CNN that Anna Walsh's husband's internet records showed searches for, quote, how to dismember a body, and prosecutors say blood and a bloody knife were found in the couple's basement. Investigators recently uncovered new information that turned their focus from a missing person search to suspicions that Anna Walsh may have been murdered, including her husband's internet record showing searches about dismemberment and, quote, how to dispose of a 115-pound woman's body, according to two law enforcement officials who've been briefed on the investigation. The Walsh's three children, ages two, four, and six, are in custody of the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families. And family friend Peter Kirby said, quote, We are devastated. Anna is such a beacon of love and joy. She lights up every room. We miss her and are doing everything we can to support her three beautiful children. And that is pretty much all we have on that case right now. But I wanted to bring some light to that because it's literally the only thing that I've seen on my TikTok, aside from the Idaho murders and my Yahoo News. And again, it's happening on the South Shore, Massachusetts. And South Shore, Massachusetts is really small. Everybody knows everybody and everybody's really keeping up with what's going on. So I just wanted to bring some light to that on your news now on Fridays with Kelsey. <laughs> We kind of need a name for this segment because I haven't named it yet. But now we'll be keeping up with the Idaho murders, the uh, this one, Anna Walsh, and then the North Carolina Charlotte missing persons of the little girl. But if there's a story that you want me to cover on Fridays, just send it my way so that way all of our listeners can be up to date with what's happening in the true crime world and hopefully spread some awareness and information. But other than that, thanks so much, and we'll see you on Monday in our regularly scheduled episodes. Bye!